My Seven Chakras, episode 190. Do or do not, there is no try. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, and we are back once again to your oasis for spiritual knowledge, your temple for a transformation, and your hub for actionable advice on how to transform your life. So, if you've always known deep down that spirit and science go hand in hand, then you are on the right path and you're at the right place. Now, I've got a super duper episode in store for you today, but before that, let's listen to our latest iTunes review. The review states, wonderful. Every episode, I learn something useful and beautiful. I love the way you sum up the wisdom your guests bring. This work is life-changing. This is a review by Shake. Shake, I'm so glad you like the fact that I try to summarize what our guests share. I know many of you listen to our show in transit or while driving a car. So I want this to be a truly hands-free experience for you instead of you having to rewind, re-listen what was just said. Action Drive, do you want your words to be read out on air as well? If yes, then make sure you share your views and experience in the form of an iTunes review. If this is your first time, no problem. It's really simple. If you're on your podcast app on your iPhone, just hit review and then hit write a review. You can also use this link to jump directly onto the iTunes review page. The link that you need is my7chakras.com forward slash review. That's my7chakras.com forward slash review. Remember that every review counts and that I read each and every one of them. Reviews help us get more exposure and help us make this movement easier even bigger and stronger. So help me help you. And with that out of the way, let's begin today's interview. And I'm so excited to bring you our special featured guest for today, Jade Elizabeth. So Jade, are you ready to inspire? I certainly am. Wonderful. So Jade Elizabeth is an intuitive healer Reiki master, teacher, hypnotherapist. She's also a master in neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, time techniques and emotional freedom techniques, EFT. So that is a lot of of knowledge, a lot of learning, a lot of wisdom, and I'm sure a lot of stories as well. Welcome to My 7 Chakras. Before we move on, one unique thing about yourself. About myself. Well, um, for me, it's a lifelong uh, work to heal myself. I believe that every one of us should start with us, with each one of us. Um, from there, your world changes. When you heal within, you heal without. Love that. Thanks a lot for sharing. So let's begin today's show with some words of inspiration. So Jade, my question is, what is your favorite inspirational quote and how does that really apply in your day-to-day life? Well, there's two actually. One is from Yoda, which is, uh, do or do not, there is no try, Um which always tells me either I'm going to move forward or I'm, uh, I need to be honest with myself and not. But I also have another one is how you do anything is how you do everything. I'm not sure who quoted that, but it's one of the things that always um, inspires me each day to think if I do something 
um, how does this affect everything that I do? And it allows me to shift and change the things that I don't like what I see. Wonderful. Such a lovely combination of quotes and so important and profound. And by the way, Jade, I did. how did you know that I was going to watch Empire Strikes Back this evening? Oh, I, I didn't, but DVD I love Yoda. He is so brilliant. <laughs> Wonderful. So do or do not, there is no try. So action try. Make sure that you take action in life. Not try, but actually take action. But when you take action, remember that how you do anything is how you do everything in life and that's how not only about you that's how the world works right so thanks a lot for this profound wisdom and with that jade let's dive in what exactly is reiki it is an energy that um actually comes from our source that is channeled through an individual once they are um, properly attuned. And as it comes through, usually a Reiki person is not the source of the energy. They're more like a teapot. The mm. source is the tea and it comes through us and goes directly to the individual. There's no religion involved in it. All it is, is once it, once the attunement is in play, you're actually plugged in and the and the connection is forever. Beautiful. So you said that it is an energy that comes from our source that is channeled through an individual, right? So my question is the word Reiki, what does that really mean? It's actually, if you break it down, it's um it's a divine energy. There really is no specific uh, word. I think it's because um, Makao Usui was Japanese, and he is the one who actually rediscovered Reiki. Okay. Same as the tools, uh, the symbols that they give us in Reiki is also kanji letters, which are from the Japanese. But unless you're attuned to the Reiki, it's that's exactly what they are. They're just kanji letters. Got it. You said that. It was Makao Yusui, who was from Japan, who originally discovered Reiki. No, and rediscovered. Rediscovered Reiki. So what does that really mean? Where w- Could you talk to us about the origins of Reiki and based on your study and experience? Well, through me, I believe with everything that I've read and studied is that mm-hmm. Reiki has been around even since um, Atlantis. And back wow. in that day, it was commonplace. And when Atlantis fell, a lot of the knowledge, a lot of the, um, uh, the, the things that they did there also got lost. But Macau Sui was one who really and truly wanted to help. And he started to travel all over the world trying to find what it was. He ended up on, um, and I'm hoping I pronounced this correctly, uh, mm-hmm. Mount Kuruma in Japan there's a temple up there, and he went through a process that um, was a 21-day, and they say, because no one knows absolutely for sure, but they say that on that 21st day, there's a waterfall there that people stand, and they still do to this day. They stand and allow the water to strike them on the crown as they go into a state of trance, and they say this is when 
Usui saw this beautiful ball of light um, ascend from the heavens and actually enter into his crown. And that's when the magic of Reiki was given back to us. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, you you spoke about the fall of Atlantis, which I think deserves a completely you know separate episode. But could you give us an overview of what this really means for people who are new to this space? What is the fall of Atlantis? Well, Atlantis was a very um, highly uh, spiritually knowing nationality. I mean, they were a whole civilization right. that relied on their intuition, their knowing. They knew how to tap into hearing what our source says to us or God, yeah. um, whatever term that people like to use. And because of this, they egos kind of got in the way. And because of different battles, just like we go through here in our country, it was so severe that it fell and Mm. it just ceased to exist. That's a kind of a short of it. Wonderful. So you're saying that Atlantis was a highly advanced civilization, highly intuitive, but because of their ego, something happened and they fell. And because of that, the human race had to start from zero, from scratch? Yes. Interesting. So, love that. Is there a book or a resource that you could point us to to learn more? Oh, on Atlantis? No, I'm sorry. I can't. Not one in particular. But um, if you Google Atlantis, um, I'm sure that plenty of books would come up. All right. Thanks a lot for sharing. I'm sure that many of our listeners uh, are interested in learning more about Atlantis, and I'll try to find something and share it on our Facebook group. Now, Jade, how many different types of Uh, Reiki or different modalities of Reiki are there? As far as I'm concerned, there's one. (laughs) Okay. A lot of people will add stuff to Reiki and they'll use the term Reiki behind it. They will add different um, symbols. They will call it different things. But to me, there is only one um, Reiki that actually came from Macau Usui. Got it. Thanks a lot for that clarification. Now, diving a bit deeper, you spoke to us about Reiki energy. My question is, how does it really heal a person? Well, number one, the person has to be able to receive, which is one of the biggest issues that most people have is receiving. Um, If when you're having a session, um, if you don't allow the energy to come in and do its work and you're not ready to let go of stuff, you will leave exactly the way you came. But Reiki energy goes in and speeds up the healing process because of the energy that it gives your body. And when your body, because everything is energy, you know that, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So since Reiki energy is a spiritual energy, it actually feeds the, the, the light body within you that helps to speed up any physical healing because there's more energy there for your body to take in. Wow, I love that definition. I love how you put it. You said that it speeds up the healing process, right? So that sort of implies that our body has an innate ability to heal, but that when we receive that uh, Reiki energy, uh, it speeds up the healing process because like you've mentioned, everything around us, including us, is energy. Correct. So love that, love that definition. So how does Reiki energy relate to the meridians and the chakras within our body? How do they all relate? Okay. Most people don't understand 
what pain is and how pain actually enters into the body. So when you have an issue, um, a problem with someone, a emotion you haven't released, that emotion or that issue gets trapped within the meridians and also within the chakra system. So when it does, it creates blockages, just as if you were to put too much hair down your drain or too much grease down your kitchen drain. Eventually, you will need a rotor-rooter to come in and clean it out. Well, the Reiki energy goes in and actually breaks up that energy as it flows down and through your body so that the energy starts to flow better, flow easier, um, and your chakras begin to open up and work the way they're supposed to. Beautiful. So you mentioned that in many cases, because of the experiences that we have in our life, the interactions that we have with people, the emotions that we go through, some emotions do not get released. They get stuck in our chakras or in our meridians. And the Reiki energy, what that does is it sort of releases that block. And I love the example that you gave of a drain. So it releases that blockage. Uh, which was causing that illness or that disease, enabling that person to get connected once again to the universe and to the flow of energy and making that person feel better once again. So love that explanation. So going a bit deeper, what exactly can be treated by Reiki? What are some of the diseases or illnesses? Well, there is anything and everything, but Hmm. the thing is, is that people have to believe that it's going to work. You know, Mm -hmm. our belief system to me, is one of the reasons that I have so many different modalities because the Reiki energy can go in and open the body up. But if the mind does not release the belief system, it's going to call it back. So in the overall view, um, Reiki can treat anything and everything because of the fact that Um, It does go in, it does open up everything in your body as long as you allow it to do that. Now, um, does it claim to cure cancer? No, but I can give you an example of a business partner of mine that actually had cancer and between Mm -hmm. some of the modalities and Reiki and of course, um, chemo and the other things that were being used, Um, They can no longer find it. And at one time it was in her bone. It's not there anymore. Interesting. So to me, um, Reiki itself can come in as long as the person allows it and it can shift and change anything and everything as long as you believe and know that that's what it's going to do and allow it. The biggest thing is allowing. Wonderful. So you give us an example of how Reiki helped a person transform. And I know that our listeners love stories. So could you give us another example of a person who had a challenge? It might not be cancer. It might be some other health challenge. But a person who had this challenge experienced Reiki energy, believed in Reiki, and then had that health transformation. Could you give us a story? Well, I had a gal come to me with back issues. Okay. And as we started to work, it wasn't the very first time because sometimes all of the symptoms, there's more than one. So the Uh energy needs to work a little bit. But by the 
fourth or fifth session, um, everything that I found and we did, which at this moment I cannot share, but um, the issue was completely gone. Uh, she left the, um, the state where I'm at, but every so often she comes back. We do another session, but her issue with her back has never come back. Interesting. So you said, did that take four sessions? Four to five sessions, yeah, for everything that um, was the issue and the cause, because there's there's more than one layer to a cause. Okay, got it. Now, my question is, you've been practicing for such a long time. How does the mainstream healthcare system look at Reiki currently? (laughs) Well... Um, They allow Reiki practitioners in hospitals, but they don't pay them um, because of the fact that Reiki is not a, um, as you say, there are so many forms out there that healthcare system cannot look at it as a pure modality. So consequently, it doesn't cover it, but it does believe in it. That's the reason they allow Reiki practitioners in hospitals. So they believe in it, but it's not covered, right? So I'm sure that's a challenge for people who want to go through Reiki therapy, but then find it expensive. Is Is that correct? Yeah, yes. But, you know, to me, it all depends on how much you love yourself and how much you want to heal and change. True, true, true. Because my, my thinking is such, you know, you know, for example, if you look at acupuncture, that's that's currently acknowledged, uh, recognized and covered, right? Yes. But at one point it wasn't. Do you know the story behind that? Uh, um, not completely, no. But I know now that it is covered, yes. Beautiful. That's interesting. So it seems like uh, maybe sometime in the future, and I'm sure there are people who are fighting for this for getting Reiki recognized uh, more in the mainstream so that people are covered. And not only that, the mainstream system believes in it, but also helps people get covered. And I think that would really solve a lot of challenges that people are facing. Um, Actually, there is many, many out there that are really um, an advocate for getting it into the healthcare system. Yes. Wonderful. Now, I understand that there are different levels of Reiki training, right? So typically, what does a person learn at each level? These stages, level one. Yeah. Well, level one is all on self-care. So it's actually the very first thing that you're taught. You're taught how the Reiki energy comes in. You're taught about the chakra system. Mm. um, And you actually get an attunement um, to connect you to the Reiki source. And then you're taught all of the hand positions that are the best for covering the whole body for the self. Now, level two you're given what we call symbols. They're kanji letters, but they have been activated through the Reiki. And each one, there's three. And each one of the, uh, of the symbols carry a different frequency of energy. It's still Reiki, but it's also Reiki with an added bonus. Like one um, is for power. Another uh-huh. one is for coming in and doing emotion when there's emotion involved. Another one is for actually being able to do energy um, or do a full Reiki session on someone that's down the street, that can't be touched, or someone even in another country. Now, that's level two. Now, level three is actually the master teacher, which is, for me, mine is a three-day training that um, teaches you all about the actual 
um, way to attune someone. You're also given more symbols that helps you to open a person's aura field and place um, and do that attunement, which connects them to the source and teaches them how to teach. Beautiful. Beautiful. So thanks a lot for that explanation. You said level one is all about self-care. You learn the foundations, how the Reiki comes in, the chakra system, and you get your attunement. Level two is all about the symbols, the kanji letters. And you spoke about the fact that each symbol carries a different frequency of energy for power, for emotion. And level three is where you sort of learn how to be a master, where in your case, it's a three-day training. You teach the student how to attune someone, how to open a person's aura field, right? So you spoke about Reiki attunement. My question is, what really happens during an attunement ceremony? Well, the teacher, the the master teacher in Reiki actually yeah. works with the student in a way that she merges with the student's aura, opens it, and actually connects as if you would... Take a plug and plug it in to have electricity. That's what we do. We plug plug you in as an individual to the Reiki source so that all you have to do is think Reiki. Oh, and there it is. Beautiful. So it seems like a very hands-on, one-on-one event, right? So what does a person do uh, if a person lives really remote, like you know, close to the North Pole, literally thousands of miles away from another human being? Well... My belief is it still has to be hands-on, but there are people out there that believe they can do it remotely. Oh, okay. So um, that's a whole other subject. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But for me, it's actually, I have um, met students that have had it done remotely that have come to my classes and actually had it physically hands-on, and they said there is no comparison. So... um, I that I have to leave to the audience. Wonderful. And I'm sure that everyone has their own experience and the way to learn more is by taking action. So if you're far away, if if you are in a place where nobody knows about Reiki or recognizes Reiki, then you can uh, always seek ways, maybe read a book, go online. But if you are in a place where you can find a person locally and you can get an attunement done, then that is a preferred option. So Jade, you've told us so much about Reiki, about uh, the foundations, the philosophy, as well as you shared with us a couple of stories. How did you first encounter Reiki? What's the story behind that? Well, believe it or not, I had no idea what Reiki was. (laughs) (laughs) And I was in a class for self-help because like I said, I truly believe that we have to start with us and healing us. And my teacher that was teaching the self-help class, ask if next week anyone that was interested in learning Reiki. uh, So we set it up, even though I had no idea what it was. And during my Reiki one attunement was when I actually had my aha. And I Uh realized that this was part of my calling. It was one of the things that I was here to do along with using it on myself. So you told us that you were in a self-help class, but who told you about it? How do you get to know? Well, I used to go to a metaphysical school in uh-huh. the city, in one of the cities close by me. I'm in California. 
Yes. So I went to one of those um, uh, metaphysical schools um, to actually learn different things. And part of those, part of the things that they teach is you, about you, about um, things to do, understanding your body, healing um, issues and problems that you have um, over a, a big tea that they were actually offering is when I met this teacher. Um, her name is Catherine Morris, who actually became my business partner. Um, and it was in that class that I learned Reiki along with intuitive energy and how to move it to work with it in myself. So does that relate to the ability to move consciousness throughout your body? Is that similar to that? Oh, absolutely. Um, I not only teach Reiki, I teach a modality where I teach you how to move three specific frequencies of energy through your body also for healing. Wonderful. That's really exciting. Now, firstly, thank you so much for sharing those nuggets of information about Reiki based on which our action takers can take more steps. But if you had to share one action step uh, that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today, based on what you've shared, what would that be? Always work on the self first. Always look at you, heal you, because if you're not healed, you can't help anyone. It's like if you think about being on an airplane, they tell you to put your mask on first so that you can help others. The more healed you are, the more that you go through, you know what other people are going through, and it's so much easier to help others once you're in a good place. Action Tribe, to access the show notes for today's episode, visit my7chakras.com forward slash 190. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 190. We delight in the beauty of the butterfly, but rarely admit the changes it has gone through to achieve that beauty. This is an amazing quote by Maya Angelou. Action Tribe, the truth of the matter is that transformation is usually preceded by pain, challenges and trials. But very often when we see the butterflies in life, maybe successful people, business people, public speakers or scientists, we don't really take the time to learn about struggles that they had to go through in their life. But it's true. Everyone has had their share of losses or challenges. We can't really choose what happens or what doesn't happen to us. But you know what? We can choose how we react to those challenges. We can choose what story we tell ourselves. We can choose what name we give those situations. Because when we transcend that darkness, we ourselves will emerge out of the cocoon as butterflies ready to spread our wings and experience new heights. So Jade, talk to us about a moment in your life when you came across a major life challenge. My question is, how did you enter that situation and then what steps did you take to overcome it? Well, for me, it was actually when I was a child and I realized that I was adopted and felt like I had been thrown away. For me, it was one of the reasons that I sought after self-help, but it wasn't until I really had that Reiki one attunement and had that aha moment. I mean, it was so profound for me that I sat there in tears for probably 15 minutes, realizing 
that I did have a connection to my source. I wasn't um, abandoned. Um, and it was a way to um, allow myself to inspire and help others to not be in that place, that dark place. I was in a dark place for a very, very long time. And with that, when I got that attunement, it just shifted everything for me. It was almost like um, God himself was right there. And for the first time, I realized it. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing that story. The moment when you realized that you were adopted, how did that really feel to you? What were you going through? Well, I was a very hyperactive child. Um, yeah. In my day, they probably would have labeled me one of those labels that they do kids nowadays. So mm. I was always getting into trouble because I got bored easily. And the minute I found out that I was adopted, the first things that I felt was that was the reason I got thrown away by my parents. Mm -hmm. So that haunted me a lot. Nothing worse than a child feeling that they were so unwanted that their parents threw them away. And I know this is a common belief for a lot of uh, people out there that are adopted. Um, it's a challenge because I've worked with many that are there and have helped them get over their issues. Well, thanks a lot for sharing. And going back to that moment in the past when you had or experienced pain and, and, and a lot of emotions. But if you had to share one major life lesson from your story with our listeners, what would that be? Everything that you are is unique. Everything that you have come here to share, no matter where and what your background is, you are the only one that can give your message, your unique message to whoever it is that has come to hear it. Even though other people say some of the same things, it's never said in the same way. The emotions, the, the words, everything is different. And those that are seeking you, even if it's a mother, even if it's um, a worker, um, all interaction that we have with people, you have to know you are so unique in the way you give your message. So believe in yourself. Believe in your message. Wow. I think that's really, really inspiring. And what you've done effectively right now is you have encouraged people listening to this episode right now, people who might have a little bit of doubt, a little bit of uncertainty about whether to express their voice, literally and metaphorically as well. But you've assured them that they are in fact unique and there are people waiting for them to listen to them and to get inspired by them and to get motivated by them. Love your story. You shared that when you were a child, you realized at one point that you were adopted, which I'm sure was so hard for you and so challenging and so difficult for you, for all children that are adopted. You felt like you shared with us that you were thrown away by your parents, but it wasn't until you had the Reiki attunement when you realized and you had that aha moment, you realized that you weren't in fact abandoned and that you were always connected to source, that you weren't stuck in darkness because you had experienced a shift. So I think that's really profound and really empowering. Thanks a lot for sharing. Thank you for allowing me to share. <laughs> and Action Tribe, I hope you had a great time today listening to the stories and the ideas that that we talked about. Now, 
many of you might know exactly what to do next to move closer to your vision while some of you might still be a bit confused a bit unsure about your next steps some of you might be listening to this episode just to escape the chaos or the darkness and the hopelessness that might be in your life right now so i want to assure you that no matter what frame of mind you are in right now remember that there is hope your past does not equal to your future even a small progress that you make every day will ultimately lead to a massive transformation and the very fact that you're listening to this episode right now means that you are actively seeking out ways to get out of that darkness the darkness that you might have in your life right now isn't a bad thing because only when you know what darkness is will you appreciate the light of life and yes the light is coming to your rescue my friend but hang in there just have faith just hold on to your vision and take action and remember that anything is possible and just like the actor brendan fraser once said darkness serves a purpose to show us that there is redemption through chaos so jade my question is what is your life calling as on today for me my life calling is to actually have people love themselves I am um, a best-selling author of your amazing itty-bitty self-esteem book, 15 Essential Steps for Gaining and Keeping High Self-Worth. For me, it, this was my journey. These were the things I did along with my Reiki and my, all my energy stuff. But these were the things I did in order to start healing who I was. Inspiring. Now, you shared with us many moments today. many instances many magical moments if i could put it that way was there ever a defining moment maybe a phrase that you read in a book maybe a conversation that you had on an experience a defining moment that really changed your life what would that be well believe it or not it was when i was much younger i don't even know if the books in print now but it was called psycho cybernetics oh, and yeah. when i read that book i think i was about 15 16 years old I realized that the thoughts that I had in my own head, my self-talk that was so bad and so negative, I wasn't alone. You know, most of us think that the way we talk to ourselves yeah. um is it's only us and believe it or not, you're not alone. There are many out there. And this book actually told me that it's okay. I can go seek it because there is help out there since it was in this book and it was ever, a lot of the things that i was saying to myself so for me that was a big oh my god there is others <laughs> <laughs> so jade i don't know whether you are reading my mind right now because first it was yoda and i'm watching the movie tonight and the second thing is you spoke about psycho cybernetics and that's actually a book i'm reading now uh, i have the audiobook in my phone and uh, it is very much still uh, in circulation and uh, they've recently come up with i think the revised version just a few months back so yeah that's a phenomenal book and uh, i've not gone through the book completely but whatever i have read so far is so revealing and so amazing and it sort of speaks about the concept of self image right yes uh, it was about a cosmetic surgeon who did this uh, these performed these operations on people and what he noticed was in many cases when uh, he did perform those surgeries and when people uh, sort of uh, looked uh, different and, and like they wanted to be uh, their self image changed but in many cases although the surgery was performed people came back to him and told him 
you know what, there isn't any change. Although it was clear that their face or whatever had changed. And uh, that sort of uh, made him realize uh, the concept of internal self-image, right? The inner yes. self uh, of what you believe and know. Uh, that might not change, even though the external self changes. So uh, I'm really looking forward to learning more about the stories that are uh, so very well articulated in the book. And uh, thanks for reminding us about this wonderful book, Psycho-Cybernetics, Action Tribe. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's been a long time since I've even read it. So yeah. you even reminded me a little bit about what it was about because I just know that it was a defining moment for me that I realized I wasn't alone out there. You know, even though my my source, when I got the Reiki, connected me to source, yeah. um, this actually made me feel here in this earth that other people were going through and doing exactly the same thing I was. And that's such a beautiful feeling, right? Knowing yes. that you yeah, are not alone. Knowing you're not alone. <laughs> you know, we're not meant to be alone. That's true. We're meant to share. We're meant to be in groups because the the energy in a group is so much more magnificent than the energy of a one. Absolutely profound. And thanks a lot for sharing. We've come to the very last round for today, which is called the Wisdom Round. And our action takers know that this round is similar to a rapid fire round in that it consists of short, brief answers packed with some profound wisdom. And we've already had so much wisdom here, so I'm sure our listeners will not complain for some more. So, Jade, what's the best advice that someone's ever given you? Believe in yourself. Believe in your message. Believe in who you are. And first and foremost, love yourself. So, name a personal habit that keeps you going. Well... For me, one of the biggest things is gratitude. Um, when you have gratitude for the little things, it shifts the energy that you have. It brightens who you are and everything and anything that you do, you have more joy. So Jade, what is your morning routine like? What do you do during the first two hours of your day? Well, I actually sit, I have a gratitude journal and I sit and write out at least 10 things that I'm grateful for. Uh -huh. These 10 things are never the same and they're not big things. Sometimes you could just be thankful for a book or be thankful for the color on your walls. Um, so for me, that's one of the biggest things that I do other than I sit quiet and I think about my day and I ask for guidance from my source. Wonderful. So name a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today. Um, the Magic. It's all on gratitude. Rhonda Byrne? Yep. The same one who wrote The Secret, right? Yes. Awesome. But The Magic is all on gratitude. Interesting. Thanks a lot for sharing. Action Tribe, I know how much you love our book recommendations and I know that many of you purchase these books as soon as you hear them shared on our show. That's why Audible.com is offering Action Tribe one free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so that you can get to check out their amazing service. Now, Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, or Kindle, including bestsellers like The Chakra System by Anadia Judith, Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda, and A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash MSC. Once again, that's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com forward slash MSC for your free audiobook. J, 
Jade, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure learning about your story and learning so much more about Reiki today. Before you go, tell us something that you're really grateful for and tell us the best way we can find you online. Well, I'm so grateful that people are willing to listen to my message and shift their own life to make who they are better um, so that their betterness can actually inspire others to do the same. They can find me at uh, uh, www.jadeelizabeth, that's two E's, it's J-A-D-E-E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H.com. Wonderful. We'll have that link up in the show notes. So once again, Jade, thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about Reiki energy, the transformative Reiki energy, and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Thank you um, for having me as a guest. I very much appreciate it. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.